Hello and welcome back to Caskets, a podcast about whiskey for whiskey. Or is it for whiskey about whiskey? We do this every time. I think it's a podcast for whiskey about whiskey. And I think I typed it in wrong in this in that message. No, it's for whiskey. It's for whiskey about whiskey because it's for the whiskey listening. We covered this in episode one. The fact that you are not learning by now, season two, is tragic. Well, I'm Jordan, and with me is my brother Luke, who no doubt has a lot to say on this subject of whiskey. And today we're going to take a closer look at the lowlands of Scotland, something I'm sure Luke is well-versed in as well. I'm guessing they're lower than the Highlands. Well, they are technically south of the Highlands, so yeah, you're not incorrect there. Well, that's 100% of the facts. I think I'm going to wash my hands of this episode. There we go. What, one minute, 20 seconds? That's a pretty lengthy episode. I like that. I think that's a new record, to be honest, of me to literally just mop the floor with knowledge. Yeah, okay, yeah. We could do these bite-sized episodes way quicker. We could get three seasons out in the normal length of time. Yeah, it'd still be delayed, though, when I really... Well, yeah, let's face it, yeah. Okay, so, the Lowlands... This area has often um, been quite overlooked, to be honest, and dismissed as being a bit too light and lacking flavour by a lot of people. Sick, Ben. <laughs> In fact, um, for for a long time, it was actually known as the ladies' whiskey. Oh. I know, right? Wow. They really had to just edge in some misogyny, right? Right? Jeez Louise. Uh, well, we're going to look at a few of the distilleries located here and discuss the variety of flavours available from these often overlooked locations. Now, up until a few years ago, there were only three single malt distilleries in the Lowlands. They were um, Ockentoshan. Heard of that one? Glen Kinchy. Nope. And do you know the last one? No, Jordan. Loch Lomond. Ah, have heard of that one. Ockentoshan and Loch Lomond were kind of on the Glasgow side of things, just both above Glasgow, and Glen Kinchy was on the uh, Edinburgh side of the coast, so on the east side. So we had the whole east side, west side kind of divide going on for a while. I think that's what that plays about. Pretty sure it is. It's about whiskey distillers. Pretty sure. Someone would have told me by now if it wasn't. I just told you. Hmm? I just told you. No, but by now someone would have told me. It, well, by now it's happened and been and gone and I've told you. However, uh, we have now got quite a few more distilleries in the Lowlands, fortunately. A few of these are reopened ones, and some are altogether brand new ones, which is always nice to see. So, just looking at the three core ones that we had a few years ago, we had Ockentoshan, which, interestingly, is a triple distilled spirit. Most Scottish distilleries double distill, however, Ockentoshan always triple distills, um, which is my answer to most people when they say, oh, I, Irish whiskey triple distills and Scottish whiskey double distills. Well, that's wrong because, first of all, Ockentoshan, um, Springbank do Hazelburn, which is triple distilled. Um, ben Rins, I believe, used to be triple distilled as well. And there's a few others as well. So there's always exceptions to the rules. When you triple distill, you create a more subtle kind of light floral side of things, and that's the kind of style that they went for deliberately. Loch Lomond is the second one, and that's actually a very large distillery, and they have three different sets of stills. Do you know those three stills? Literally, how would I? Pot stills. Do you know another style of stills? We've talked about them before. You'll kick yourself when I say it. Coffee still. Coffee still, well done. And uh, they also have the Lomond still there. That coffee still was a shot. Yeah, I was trying to go, but you pulled it off. You said you'll kick yourself, and I was like, one thing I have a habitual problem with, coffee. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I basically walked you to that answer, but yeah, it's true. So they have three different styles of stills and they have very, very large distillery, a lot more industrious, particularly on the, the um, coffee still side of things. They can create a large amount of grain, uh, large amount of grain distillation. And then the third one, like I say, is the Glenkinji, which is by the Edinburgh, and they tend to create, uh, sorry, by Edinburgh, not by the Edinburgh. Well, I suppose uh, it is the Edinburgh too. And Glenkinji has a lovely kind of floral side to it, as as well as, um, to be honest, I always get a bit of, bit of a spice to it. I, I quite like Glenkinji. Now, after these three, kind of like I say, the traditional ones that for a while were all we could get, we have Bladnock, which reopened in 2015, I think, off the top of my head. Um, now, Blood Knot was a distillery that closed down for a long time. Uh, it kind of had a, a little bit of a rough period, to say the least, because it had several owners. And is now owned by, a, by an Australian yoghurt entrepreneur, or ex-yoghurt entrepreneur, rather, because he sold his yoghurt business and bought a distillery. Love that kind of, like, progress. I would love to be a yoghurt entrepreneur who sold my yoghurt empire. The stories you would tell. A yoghurteer. Oh, that's just, that's a level of life that I've never thought I should want to achieve. But it turns out I would like to be a yogurteer. Mm, there we go. Do you know what he was called? Please tell me he had a really good name. David Pryor. Hmm. No, it's not really good. I was just painting something like some really fun one as a yogurteer. I imagine they're fun, paper, fun people. Maximilian. Friend Japan Reginald Von. Crunchy Pots. Got to think of a yogurt term. Crunchy pots. Um, I like it, actually. Crunchy pots, yeah, we'll go with that. that yeah, so that was the uh, obviously the yogurt entrepreneurial man's name. And not David Pryor, as it, everyone thought it was. He must have a secret identity as a, as a yogurt magnet. Well, when you're in the high in the yogurt tycoon ring, See, you need to hide your identity. Yeah, you have they to take big yogurt. They, it's a, it's a, a lot of people don't know about how many assassins are in big yogurt. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, yoga pots. Yeah, yoga pots. Brilliant place to hide weapons. What's that snap? Oh, it's not just the the the, the crunch pack g- going in. Oh no, it's it's actually it's, it's the snap it's of a, a fully automatic rifle. Back. <laughs> you know, strawberry muller corners. That strawberry could be so close to blood. Mm. Uh, others that we have open are Lindor's Ales Bay, which is owned by um, the Grant's family who own Glenfiddich. Lock Lee, which is a fairly new one just releasing at the moment. The Glasgow Distillery, funnily enough, located at Glasgow. Annandale. Crafty as well. Now, I haven't tried Crafty. I, I double-checked this, and Crafty's releases so far seem to be the kind of founder's private releases so far, but I presume they will be releasing a standard release soon. So they have still got whiskey for sale. After these, we have the ones that are producing spirit but not yet releasing single malt. So these being Holyrood, Crabby's... Uh, I think Krabby's is producing spirit. They could still be in the building stage. Not sure on that. Borders, not just for biscuits, it turns out. And um, this one's a, a bit that throws me. Burn Bray, I think it is. B-U-R-N-B-R-A-E. So I'm going to say Burn Bray. Burn Bray. Burn Bray. Uh, we, should also, yeah. <laughs> we should also know that Rosebank is coming back, uh, which is kind of a big deal for whiskey lovers of the Lowland style because it is a sorely missed distillery. Ian McLeod uh, reopening Rosebank, and I know we've talked about that before. But today we're actually talking about Lindor's. Isn't that a chocolate? 
I, I swear there is a chocolate. It's got a red wrapper. They do like little truffle No, nah, you're making it up. And that's Lindor, isn't it? Uh, now, Lindor's Abbey has a long history with the production of Scotch whiskey. In fact, you could argue they have the longest, though admittedly intermittent, hand to play in the development. As some of the first, well, the very first records of kind of the predecessor to Scotch being made takes place at Lindor's Abbey when a friar uh, placed an order for some uh, malted barley to make aqua vitae, which is the water of life. I know that. It's mentioned in a good portion of films. Many things. Uh, Aqua Vitae was a distilled spirit, which um, was believed to give you healing properties. Now, it's worth mentioning that Aqua Vitae would also have had herbs and things added into it. It's not what we consider whiskey to be today. Um, we'd probably call it more of a liqueur, if anything. However, Aqua Vitae then got um, kind of changed to uh, Usk. Get this right, John. Come on, you got this. Usky Bear. Which? Usky Bear. Usky Bear. Uh, but yeah, Usky Bear. Usky Bear. Uh, which is where you get whiskey from. Usky, whiskey. So there's a logic behind all this. Bear? I think the bear just got dropped because everyone was like, who wants a bear? And I think too many people wanted a bear. That's the problem. I think way too many hands rose in that conference and they were like, we don't have enough bears for this many people. Uh, yes, so that is kind of how it happened and it all started or stemmed back to Lindor's Abbey where this where this friar was based. Uh, now it's also important to note that a whiskey writer named Michael Jackson was actually researching this and was talking to the kind of the the owners of the abbey at the time and he said, Oh, I want to do a piece about the area where it was formed and they didn't know about this and they've had they said, Hey, actually let's just Let's build a distillery here. That's not a bad idea. We've got the birthplace of Scottish whiskey already here. Let's let's make something out of this. And so Lindor's Abbey opened up a distillery there, and their whiskey is now available. Oh, so it is near. Friar John Cor. I knew I'd remember the monk's name eventually. Oh, those are some good windows. Oh, I know. Aren't they just? I love that. Nice. I bet that gets worn there in some blooming heck. Yes, Friar John Cor. Um, back in fourteen ninety four. This is not what I expected distillery to look like, I'm going to be honest. What did you expect distillery to look like? More like, that like that one. That's yeah. the more traditional kind of approach, but you can make a distillery look however you want. However, wait, we, we, we're on about this, we're on about this, we're on about Lindor's, who have a capacity of 260,000 litres. Uh, yes, so the Lindor's distillery, and uh, that's the one that we're actually, I wanted to review today, to be honest, because I really like their whiskey and I have some available. You literally to try. like every whiskey ever, though. That's not true. Just all the ones I've ever tried. It's like... It's li- it's literally like me going like, oh, I like this bread. I've never had a bad bread. Even bad bread, I don't mind. Even, you know, when I do the bread wrong and it doesn't rise and it's like mm, two pounds of But you'll loaf. still eat that dense. And you know what? It's still good. It's still good. Because even bad... Density of mulia and you will still eat it. And it's still good. And you know what? Not filling. <laughs> how can, if it's that dense, how can't it be full? Like, you, you basically have a rock in your stomach at that point. Because I exercise a lot, so I eat a lot. Yeah, but still. You got you. So yes, we're doing uh, one of the casks of Lindor's bottlings today, and uh, it's actually the STR Wine Barrique that we're doing. Now, what does STR stand for? Come on, you've got to remember Shave, it. Shave, toasted, recharge. <gasps> yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Do you I remember who created out. STR casks? Um, coffee spelt with a K. No. I just wanted to say that earlier. I didn't. Coffee spelt with a C. No, from the name. The still. With a C. I thought it was spelt with a K. C-O-F-F-E-Y. 
Dang it. Yeah, do you know who developed the STR casks and why? The cask whisperer? No. Yes. Oh, I like this bottle. I thought you might. This is cool. Yeah, I thought you might like it. I don't like the late, like, uh, this bit, nah, but the bottle shape is really good. I feel like some of them just really do good bottles and then just, like... It reminds me of the Wireworks one that we reviewed, where it's, like, it, it's quite similar and it twists at the top, like, this wire thread's being twisted. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I like the, the way the bottom's done as well. Mmm, kind of looks like a lemon. Have you ever seen a fruit? Banana? It doesn't look like a banana, so I There is so many episodes like in this podcast where I will mention a fruit and you'll go, Banana! And that's the only one you can ever name. Melon. And it's border on... Again, just like everyone, about three minutes after I say that's the only one you ever name, you're like, Melon! Uh, and then about ten minutes later, apple. apple! Pineapple. <gasps> I cannot believe... I know you too well. Yeah, I like this, actually. Well, it's 70 silliliters. 70 what? Silliliters. <laughs> this bottle has 70 silliliters in it. Centiliters. No, I like silly liters. I think that's what it is from now on. Oh, QR code. Yep. A lot of bottles are taking on QR codes at the moment. Um, quite often you'll find that if you scan them, you get a lot of information about the management of the casks and things like that. The management of the casks? The management of the casks. I could Great manage story. a cask. <gasps> the cask whispers next story. He's a manager of the cask. Oh, he's turned to like... He's had to... He has to get a regular job... To pay the bills. <laughs> he had to take that nine to five. He had to... Oh, dear. He had to... He's now, the, he's now oh. a task manager. He so, yes. He's a duster, though. Who developed STR casks? I don't know. Dr. Jim Swan, who I know we talked about not too long ago. And he developed it for the Cavalan Distillery, which I know we've talked about, because it was a way to help them combat the um, the evaporation problems they were having, to really give them the nice, nice influence on, them, on the uh, maturation of their spirit. Sometimes I think I would like to evaporate. Okay, I, I I don't have a response to that. Yeah, there's not really one two responses to it because it's just so nuanced. It's something. Now it is this one is bottled at forty nine point four percent ABV, so quite strong. A lot of cask influence really comes through, and I love it for this reason. First of all, the color. I mean, look at that dark color. Vague. There's a fly in there. There's not a fly in there, you idiot. There's a bit of cask in there. Okay, well, it looks a lot like a fly. I go first. Because I don't know. I would say it is like an orange-yellow. An orange-yellow? Yep, like an orange-yellow. Uh, I'd say that's more copper. Oh, well, no. I've seen a penny before. Mm. Oh, a clean penny. Not a dirty one. I wouldn't drink a dirty penny in a glass. Um, but a clean penny? I'd consider it. The sticks are globular. The legs. Uh, but, 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 this is my section. Globular? <laughs> they are globular at the end. Oh, globular. So much more sense. Um, and like to take their time. This is the most in-detailed one I've given. Uh, what else do you comment on? Uh, the nose. Uh, sherry. That's where I'm going to hit my head so hard one day in response to that I'm going to crack my skull open. I hope so. You have cracked your skull open. Not, not in response to that, though. Not in response to that comment. Vague alcohol. Vague alcohol. It doesn't smell. See, yeah, you can tell that's a lowland. It's not just alcohol, it's vague alcohol. And that's that lighter lowland style really coming through. Yeah. It's, it's the telltale sign. A lot of professionals, they'll go, oh, yes, the, the grassy moors and all that. But really what they're saying is vague alcohol. Yeah, and the highlands are probably the ones that I go war wounds with. No, I think that's a highland. 
Yeah, I just, I don't like to smell it too long because it makes my nose weird. I mean, it's 49%. It's quite strong. No, I just don't like the smell of alcohol. I don't like, I can't smell anything past it. Cause it so I would say it's alcohol. quite dark, almost coppery color to this one. Less. That's not, I can get you a penny right now and drop it in there and you will know the difference. Drop a penny in a whiskey. The legs are running quite fast. No, they're not. They were going super slow and globular-like. <laughs> they had globules. They were globulid. Well, you see, now, that's to do with the oils in the whiskey because they're not Oh, that almost came out. Oh, I don't worry. I'm a pro at this. Okay, weird flex, but okay. It's, it's swilling whiskey without spilling it? Yeah, I'm a pro. I train for like 10 hours a day sometimes. Sometimes I drop my phone because I don't realize I'm holding it. <coughs> so <laughs> they really very different lives no I'm thinking definitely kind of light hay kind of side to it it's got that definitely it has that hay? grassy kind of side are we horses fresh cut hay no I can't say fresh cut having been around horses well I don't smell the horse like <laughs> horses hello Brillo pad that's what I'd name a horse I'd name it Bramble Pelt Ah, uh, it's not a horse name. Moonshadow. Dog, maybe? Filibuster. If I had a horse... See, I, we, you only name dogs. Naming horses is a whole new ball game. Well, the thing is, if it's a show horse, you actually Banshee. can't ever give it a name that any other show horse has ever had. Oof. Like ray horses and stuff like that. That's why they have, like, really weird names. Plecostomus. That's definitely already one. Uber Duba Super Horse. Yeah, I don't think that would fly, to be honest. <laughs> well, obviously it's a horse. It runs. It doesn't fly. And here we are at the Royal Ascot. <laughs> the Uber Duba Super Horse. <laughs> Coming in last place is Uber Duba <laughs> Because it took us so long to announce it. That's right. They don't get to leave. They don't get to start the race until they've had their name read out, right? That's absolutely not how it works. That's how it works, right? I mean, someone would have told me by now if that's not how racing works. It's a little, uh, it is a little crisp and dry going back to the nose. It's. Oh, yeah, it smells like, you know, salt and vinegar Walker's crisps that you get out of a pub when you were a teen. Crisp as in fresh, no, no, not no, no, crisps no. as in crisps. Me. Listen to me. You know a packet of salt and vinegar Walker's crisps that you got from the pub when we were like 15, 16? Why were you in a pub at 15, 16? For the pub quiz, you can be at a pub without. Oh, I don't think so. England. I don't think so. Getting pears. Pear drops here, actually. Pear drops. Yeah, like the sweets. You don't even... Oh, of course, like the sweets. We are very different I hate people. pears because of the paper skin. You can peel them. And then and they're just tasteless. not all of them have paper skin. They're not tasteless. I wouldn't know. I cry through the paper skin, and that's all I remember. As you taste, it's really nice, because it starts off with this very, very kind of honey sweetness to it. And then the casks really build that oaky spice from the from the STRs, and it lingers on the finish rather nicely. And this is a classic example of when people say, "Oh, you know, Lowlands are bland and boring." Well, this whiskey started off with a honeyed spice, then that kind of green orchard fruits pears side came through, and then this this spice builds and finishes. I, yeah, I mean, I do. I really like it. I, I like Lowland whiskies in the um, in the summer. Well, oh, sure, sign up. Oh, no, sorry, five no, facts. Five, five facts. facts. Can you please... Okay. Burnt toast. <laughs> Brian Prayer. Prayer. What? David Prayer. David Pryor. David Pryor. David Pryor. Is what? Um, a soap tycoon. A yoga tycoon. Was a yoga tycoon. 
it, Yogurt Tycoon sold his Australian yogurt fortune to become a whiskey owner. That's very true. It's about three facts. Um, That's one fact. A lot about him, though. A lot about him. One of the distilleries has three different stills. Types of stills, yes. Do you know what those types of stills are? Or what distillery it is that does this? No. Coffee. And then two others. You have pot still, coffee still, and Lomond still, which also is the name of the distillery, Loch Lomond. Okay, so that's two facts. Um, the Lowland whiskies were not very popular because they were, weren't as strong, right? Quite often they were treated as a bit wishy-washy and light, and people said, well, again, that's not real whiskey. It was um, like a ladies' whiskey. Yeah, which, you know, I didn't want to bring that up again. Um, we've not really got. I've not really learnt five things. I'm going to be honest. Wow, whose fault's that? Um, probably mine. Probably yours. Yeah, to be honest, like it's not the fault of the students to not learn. Oh, there's there's some that are only for the heads of the distillery. What? The the distillery lords. <laughs> the distillery. The council of distillers. <laughs> That's like a, a distillery that's opened recently, but the only ones they've Oh, no, I'm getting... I know. It, was, it, wasn't, the, it wasn't for the distillery lords. <laughs> it was for people who invested in the distillery. That's what I said. The distillery lords is their formal title. Um, And then, can I have a hint for the fifth fact? Because I generally... So many could go with... You know, you really... Who developed the STR cask? Goldfish... McLaughlin. <laughs> can, I have a, can I have the first letter? J. J. Doctor Jim Swan. Right. Next. Next Jim possibility. Jim Swan. Okay. Why did who did he develop the STR cask for? Which distillery? Originally. The Swanson Distillery. The Cavalan Distillery. Oh, you're not doing good. Can I have another one? Um. A really tired. Oh bless you. I exercise before this. How many distilleries were there in the Lowlands only a Four. few years ago? Four. Three. I was so close. I think I should get that one. Fine. You a, know what? Yeah. There was yeah, one yeah, we, hidden we, distillery yeah, that no one knew about. <laughs> the secret underground. Distillery. I mean, to be fair, you're not wrong, but I was on about single malt <gasps> distilleries. Oh, my gosh. I knew a fact that you hadn't even said. Because you, you could count the grain distilleries as well. But I was on about single malt distilleries. Well, so, the it. next episode will come up on August the 13th. That's right. We'll be into August next time. <laughs> Chrissy's up playing with the wires. August? Well, yeah, I suppose. So, this has been Cascades. Thank you for listening. I'm Luke. This is Jordan. If I don't you think like, you had to put your hand on my head for that. If you like, you might not have been there. You could have been a mirage. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, comment, and subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you listen with. It really does help us, and more importantly, it may lead others listening in on this show. So if you like whiskey and they like whiskey, recommend it, because we're whiskey. I'd also... Yeah, I just... How do we not flow everywhere? It's like that bit in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where they change all the time. I'd also like to thank Adrian and Allison of the Wee Dram Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They know things about whiskey. There's gin that too. And soap. I think you sell soap. Whiskey soap. Ah. Do you find your hands need washing with whiskey? Go to the weed around, they have whiskey soap. 
Um, bye. You can visit their website. You can visit their website at www.weedram.co.uk. Weedram.co.uk. They have orders, forms and stuff. Thank you. Bye. Uh, yes. Um, and as always, we will leave you this one. Editing goof. Crispy meow for the microphone. Meow. Such a cat. Look at these muscles. Ugh, I can't do it because my nails. What? Look at this. What, what, what are we supposed to be looking? This is the power of two pounds of bread. Oh, this you 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 put two pounds of bread in your arm to make it look like you have Dad, a bicep. When you I hold see. my bicep with your hand, that looks like you're holding a little baby. I've seen big baby arms. Why are your hands so big? Why are you so small? Oh look! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Cadbury's fingers that were larger than that. <laughs> 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 oh dear. I do a lot of cardio. <laughs> yeah, it shows. <laughs>